Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. And in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact, displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion, not knowing where to go, I want to preach a message entitled, Starting Over. This is a special message that you really don't want to miss. Because the reality of life is that sooner or later, all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one, uh, not passing a course, a failed marriage, a bad decision, on and on it goes. Life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from Genesis chapter 7 and 8. Lessons and insights from the life of Noah. Here are some spiritual goals for you to consider as you start over in your life this year. Let me give you some spiritual goals. I wish all of you had pen and paper to be writing this down because if you implement what I'm giving you today, your life will grow by leaps and bounds. If you couldn't write today, you need to go straight to that bookstore and get a copy of this message. Because this is how you advance yourself spiritually in life's journey. Here are some spiritual goals for you to consider as you start over in your life this year. These are bullet points. First, establish the amount of time you're going to watch television and be on non-work-related social media. We're not talking about those of you, this is your job. You know, you being on the internet is your job. But some of you are on social media and you're looking at that television, it's on early in the morning and it goes off in the wee hours of the morning. You are being drunk on technology and therefore you have nothing to show for it. Next, what will be your Bible reading plan this year? What's your Bible reading schedule for this year? If you intend to grow this year. Next, commit to consistently tithing to the Lord this year, giving 10% of of all that God has blessed you with financially to the Lord, whether it's from a refund check, whether it's from a bonus, whether it's from retirement, social security, uh, whether it's whatever you give to the Lord, because without the Lord, it would not have come anyway. And stealing from God is the worst way Uh, to start a new year. Don't expect blessings from God while you're robbing him at the same time. I didn't get many amens on that. I know you got choked behind that mask, didn't you? (laughs) Commit to consistently tithe to the Lord. Next, what will I do to improve my personal health? How are you challenging yourself health-wise? You know, you see you bulging and getting, you know, everything is kind of some of you don't even weigh yourself because you don't want to know. You like, you like living in ignorance. But c- confront the issue yourself. Step on that scale. It'll convict you to get off that salt and sugar and soda, hamburger, hamburger, and fries. What else? Oh, yeah, cake, sweets, pizza, pizza, p- pizzeria. That stuff will fatten you up. All that Italian food. If it tastes real good, probably not that good for you. 
If it's nasty, you need to go and take it. <laughs> what will I do to improve my personal health? What special projects will I take on and complete this year? Now, some of y'all got three projects you didn't complete last year. You got nothing done. What special projects will I take on and complete this year? How will I improve my attendance in the Lord's church? Will I be found faithful in the Lord's house, Bible study, prayer meeting, special events, uh, vacation Bible school, should the Lord permit, and all these other things? Uh, How will I commit myself to serving in the Lord's church this year? How are you going to serve? You don't just come here, heat up a seat, shout, and go home. No. Your worship should lead you to service unto the Lord. So how will I commit myself to serving in the Lord's church this year? Uh, Next, how can I be a blessing to someone who could use my skill set, gifts, and abilities this year? How can I be a blessing to someone who could use my skill set, gifts, and abilities? As a single parent struggling with children, as an elderly person, uh, as a homebound person, there's a child that needs tutoring. That someone needs you to go to the grocery store for them. And on and on it goes. Next, what will I do to improve my personal time with the Lord this year? These are spiritual goals. What will I do to improve my personal time with the Lord this year? Here's a big one. What addictions that I've been struggling to do will I gain victory over to help me conquer How would the Lord help me conquer these addictions this year? What addictions that I have that I'm struggling with that I need to gain victory over that the Lord will help me conquer this year? What addiction are you struggling with that you need to gain victory over? And not just let it go and it's seeking your life. Those are spiritual goals for us to consider. Let's transition now. I have one more, but this one more has a number of things under it. You know, my points sometimes have some extra stuff under it, and, uh, but it's so critical, and then we'll be done. Starting over means you must minister to your own mind because without doing so, you cannot have a successful year. Starting over means you must minister to your own mind because without doing so, you cannot have a successful year. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Underline that sound mind. I want to deal with the mind just for a moment. A sound mind. So many today have a secular mind, a political mind. Their mind is just filled with politics. That's all they talk about. They talk to everybody. I don't know why it's so divisive. It's not helping anybody. So many have a political correct mind, a sensual mind. So many, even in the church, have carnal minds, low-thinking minds. There are others who have a debased mind, a stubborn mind. So many have a blinded mind or a confused mind. Apart from possessing a sound mind, it is very difficult to have a prosperous, fruitful year. 
A sound mind is one that is healthy. A sound mind is a mind that is healthy. A sound mind is a mind that is whole. W-H-O-L-E. A sound mind is a mind that is stable. A sound mind is a mind that is self-controlled and disciplined. One cultivates a sound mind by allowing the word of God and the spirit of God to govern their thinking and thought process. Again, one cultivates a sound mind by allowing the word of God and the spirit of God to govern their thinking and thought process. Beloved, a mind is a terrible thing to lose. And I declare today so many have lost their minds. I mean, they look good, smell good, got good money, got good jobs, retired, but they, they lost their minds. A mind is a terrible thing to lose. And as we look around in our culture, we see minds that are gone bad. So many have lost their minds and they have no capacity to think rationally or clearly. Drugs have taken their minds. Alcohol have destroyed their mind. Delving into the occults have destroyed their mind. I'm talking about folks 16, 12, 18. I'm not just talking about all old folk. Old folk. Bad counsel have messed up their minds. Pornography has destroyed their minds. And look, and embracing secular ideology, embracing secular ideology will confuse your thinking and even lead you to suicidal thoughts. Therefore, it is critical that we cultivate the mind of Christ. Talking about the mind. I don't want you to lose your mind. I want to see you have a healthy mind. I'm so glad I got my mind and I'm in my right mind. You can't do the Lord's work and your mind is crazy. All over the place. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm afraid of people who have lost their mind. They're subject to do anything. Anything. Even if they're your kinfolk. If they gone, they just gone. You stop, and stop pretending like you don't have any crazy folk in your family. Everybody got somebody got to have issues. It might be you. <laughs> if you're just tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast, Pastor Draper is in the midst of a series entitled Starting Over. So you have to cultivate the mind of Christ. How do I cultivate the mind of Christ? And we'll be done. How do I cultivate the mind of Christ? I, wanted, I want this message to develop your mind. So when everybody's losing their mind, you can be a blessing to people who need you to minister to them. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To renew your mind, it means a mind that has been converted a mind that has been changed by the Spirit of God. It is also a mind that is controlled by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. It is a mind, a renewed mind is a mind that is controlled by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. And the Scripture goes on to say that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Then how do I cultivate the mind of Christ? Meditate on the right things. You can't have a healthy mind meditating on the wrong things. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The word of God tells you what to meditate on so that you can have sound, healthy, well-balanced minds. Now, I'm going to pause here and say this. I really, really believe that many people prefer bad news over good news. You cannot think straight apart from thinking on things that are praiseworthy. There are people who gloat in the fall of others, gloat in the demise of others. Gloat in the failures of others. I am personally afraid to be happy in another person's downfall. I ask myself continually, Lord, what are you teaching me through this so that I won't find myself in that situation so that I, as pastor of this church and as a husband, And as a father and grandfather, my earnest desire before the Lord is to finish well. And I don't finish well being glad that somebody else got hurt. He should have got, he he got what he deserved. Good for him. Uh Uh-huh, I knew it. And you call him, 15 folk texting and on the social media. Girl, you just see what he's at? Honey, what you think about that? Instead of praying for them. Look how quiet it got in here. Huh? Don't you dare rejoice in the failures of others. Ask the Lord, what are you teaching me? Because the Bible says, take heed lest you fall. You are not so holy that you can't fall. Focus on things that are edifying that are rich, that are praiseworthy, good news. You're going to cultivate the mind of Christ. Cultivating the mind of Christ means that you must keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Who's the you? That why is capital there? The Lord. Because he trusts in you. A mind that stays fixed on Jesus will receive perfect peace. In the midst of turmoil in our nation, you can have perfect peace. A mind that's fixed on Jesus will have inner rest when everybody else is restless and disturbed. A mind that's fixed on Jesus will have, a, have inner tranquility in a world where people are just heartbroken and in turmoil. In America... We can have contentment that only Christ brings if you keep your very mind and eyes stayed on Jesus. He will give you perfect peace. Stop expecting peace to to come from all these political pundits and all these opinions and talk shows. Your friend, all these accounts. You own this and that. The council, I can't even call these social media 
platforms. You all over the place. Everybody got a word. I want to know who's got a, 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 a biblical word from the Lord. I don't need an opinion. I'm, I, I want to live. I want to walk in victory. I don't want to know what you think. I want to know what God is saying. If you're going to renew your mind, listen, think on things that are above. This is how you renew your mind. Think on things that are above. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. The Lord lifts your thinking as you think on things eternal. The Lord lifts the thinking of those who have the kingdom in their minds. The Lord lifts the thinking of those whose minds are filled with the word of God and not the latest trends and fashions and entertainment and politics and opinions and social media, all of which will distort and lower your thinking to the point that you look and act like the world more than presenting yourself as honorable before the Lord. When people look at you, they ought not miss Jesus. They ought to take note that you've been with Jesus. A couple of more and we'll be done. Uh, and cultivate the mind of Christ. Be willing to hear what God is saying through his word. Like you're doing now. Be willing to hear what God is saying through his word. Romans 10, 17 says, uh, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. John 8, 47 says, he who is of God hears God's word. To hear God's word is to obey God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Some folk can come into church, God's house, leave here and have no intention of executing, implementing and carrying out what they've received. A spiritual mind is cultivated through hearing, receiving and implementing the word of God. A spiritual mind is cultivated through hearing, receiving, and implementing the word of God. Finally, but not the least, cultivating the mind of Christ means that you must guard what you see with your eyes. You need to guard what you see with your eyes. Psalms 101.3 says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. And sometimes, we you know, the early morning team with me, uh, we're looking and we're working feverishly on the message and tying up loose ends and putting things together. All of a sudden, these little distractions come up, and there, there was some nice shirts. I said, man, that's a nice-looking shirt. And they all started laughing because, you know, you see these things popping up. And I said, boy, look at the colors of that shirt. I was doing it on purpose. It's just really to show how your mind can get distracted, and you can end up on that site. And sometimes, I've had this happen to me, too, just as big as you don't have to be looking for sin and sin will pop up in your face, and it's hard to get it out. You try to get out of it, and you pretty much have to cut the phone off before you can get out of it. You don't have to look for sin. Sin will come looking for you. Do I have a witness? Have you ever encountered sin when you weren't looking for it? Sin will bring you down either way. That pornography is just a click away, and your children and your grandchildren have that potential for evil in the palm of their hands. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. I don't want it. I run. Beloved, so many Christians are comfortable and do not fall under conviction when viewing pornography and filth, which creates a debased mind. I say it again. 
So many Christians are comfortable and do not fall under conviction when viewing pornography and filth. You can't have a good year like that, which creates a debased mind looking at filthy and dishonorable things through your eye gate will negatively impact your mind and cause you to struggle and be overtaken by the appetites of your flesh. Let me say that again. Looking at filthy and dishonorable things through your eye gate will negatively impact your mind and cause you to struggle and be overtaken by the appetites of the flesh. Therefore, be careful what you think. Be careful what you hear. Be careful what you communicate and say. Be careful what you see with your eyes. If you desire to have a healthy, well-balanced spiritual mind, then that kind of mind will be a clear mind. When you implement the word of God and all these principles, you will have a calm mind and you will have a clean mind. See, when you implement these things, you will have a clean mind, a clear mind, and a calm mind. In closing, surrender your life to Christ, for he is a heart fixer, and a mind regulator. God knows your mind. He knows what your mind is given up to. He knows what, what you've been focusing on, what you've been meditating on. He knows those thoughts when your mama don't know the thoughts you're thinking, when your daddy don't know, your grandparents don't know, when your boss don't know, when your friends don't know. God, see, and you know what? Satan plants those thoughts, you know, and that's why you have to, when, when those thoughts come, you take it captive at the point of interest so that it doesn't get in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit, and it becomes like an oak tree that's so difficult to uproot. It's very, very serious when you let sin uh, allow you to be taken captive. So it behooves you today to run to Jesus and realize that he is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. He can recalibrate your mind, reshape your mind, remold your mind, refashion your mind so that you can live a successful Christian life as you prepare to start over in this brand new year. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this word. It was so much here. I actually thought I was going to finish today, but you gave me another part to wrap up on next week. And that's okay. You're in charge. Thank you for the patience of learning amidst your people. Lord, the truth be told, we need to stop looking at others and come to the realization that it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my mother, my sister, my brother, my friend, my children my sorrows, my frats. It's nobody else. It's me. Fix me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. Strip me, Jesus. Purge me, Jesus. I come to you and I call on you because I need you now. I can't do this by myself. It's bigger than me. Change me, oh God. Transform me. Work a spiritual metamorphosis in my heart. 
that I would be more and more and more like you, which is sanctification, which will ultimately lead to glorification. God, do a new thing with us, through us, and to us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. I have no doubt that God spoke to you. Yes, he did. He spoke to you. He did. He really, really did. But the real question is, what are you going to do with Jesus? What are you going to do with this invitation? Have you come to Jesus yet? There are people praying that you come to Christ now and don't settle for your diminishing tomorrows. You have less tomorrows now than you've ever had. You don't know how many tomorrows you have left in the bank of tomorrows. You come and let Jesus fix it for you. You tried yourself and there's nothing you can do within your own power to fix you. You need someone infinitely greater than you, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, God, I believe that you're the son of God, you're God who sent your beloved son, Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem of Judea, born to save us from our sins, grew up to show us that most perfect, holy, and excellent way, ended up being put on the cross by wicked men, died in my place, that I could be saved and redeemed. You were buried for me and you rose third day from the grave. I believe you and I come to you now and I ask you to save me, change me, renew me, revive me. I come now. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, Let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as His Word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, Please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.